Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Group Text. Very, very exciting day. Sabrina and I are absolutely thrilled, as we always are with our guests, but today is a special one. Someone I have known for so long and is beyond brilliant, Gail King. Good morning. Good afternoon, Gail. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Sabrina. Hello, hello. I like, Melissa, how you go. We're always thrilled with your with our guests. Are you always thrilled with your guests? Always? Uh, we've been very lucky. There, <laughs> there have been some that I ended up not being thrilled with, <laughs> yes. but I like to start out excited. I hear you. I hear you. Know, you. And, and you and I have interviewed a million different people. You know, you always go in hoping that it's not going to be absolute an absolute shit show. I agree. I agree. You know, and standing on the red carpet, sometimes <laughs> I was, I'd be looking down the line and be like, oh, dear God. You know, I just wonder if we're ever going to go back to red carpets, to be honest with you. I looked at the Golden Globes the other day, um, as a lot of us did. And there was something nice about people being able to be at home with their families getting dressed or not dressed. That said, Melissa, I still love the red carpet. I still like looking to see what people are wearing and, you know, how they chose what they chose. I still love that. But I wonder if we're going to go back to that. I actually did an interview that got a lot of pickup where I said the red carpet's on life support. Oh, you did? Yes. Yes. You believe it's on life support? It's been on life support for a while. (laughs) It's gotten very, very safe. And as you know, the best moments are always the unexpected one. I feel there's yeah. become a distinct lack of energy. Yeah, but I still I still like looking at it. Oh, but that's I- what I'm saying. I love looking at it, yeah. but it's gotten so safe. I feel like just energetically, the, a lot of the fun has gone from it. But that's a whole separate interview. It is. It is. But I yeah. do remember, I'll just say this before we get started. I remember when you just got dressed and you went. And there wasn't a lot of thought of, I got to wear this designer or this shoes or this jewelry. You just went and you just wanted to have a good time and look cute. But there wasn't this, all this planning and all this negotiation just to go to an event. Well, again, we're going completely off topic. I think a lot of that happened when designers started paying people. Mm -hmm. There was a complete and total Mm -hmm. lack. We've lost all the personality because it's become a business transaction rather than the stylist bringing however many dresses and someone picking. Agree. So, you know, it's become very transactional, which that's a separate discussion. Something has happened uh, in the last couple days, 24 hours or so, that takes me into the first thing I wanted to know. We always talk about that journalists have to stay neutral. And reporting the last year has, has become extremely emotionally loaded for a lot of people. I was just watching Chris Cuomo last night, who had to come out and make a statement saying, I am no longer allowed to interview my brother. CNN's going to cover it. All these kinds of things. How do you in the last year specifically stay neutral and almost, you know, swallow your personal feelings about different situations? Well, it's interesting. Um, I didn't see Chris's thing because I I recorded it, but I didn't see it last night. Um, Don't worry, it's on TMZ. Because I know you what you read TMZ. So just go to TMZ. It sums it up perfectly. Hi, Howard. Hi, Howard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hi, Howard at TMZ. Whenever the TMZ guy comes to, to CBS, 
I walk outside and I go, who are you here to see? What has happened? What's the news? Yeah. But you can see all Chris's stuff. They broke it down. Just go to TMZ. I will. <laughs> I, I, do, I actually do want to see it because I was wondering um, if that was going to become an issue. But whenever TMZ comes and whatever they ask, and I go, tell Howard I said hi. Harvey, but yeah. your question. How do you, how do you stay? How do you stay neutral? neutral? You know, like I said, Chris last night came out and said, I can't cover my brother. Yeah, but, you know, this is the thing. We are all human beings who are covering the news. So everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody has an opinion. What I do understand is that I'm not there for you to hear my opinion or even know my opinion. But I definitely have opinion about anything that I'm talking about. I just know that it's not my job to tell you what my opinion is. Now, sometimes it's gotten me into trouble because there are some things that you just go, Jesus Christ, I just can't stay silent about this. Right. And, and, and then, then I digress. But generally speaking, I made a point of regardless of what it is, not to sit and give my opinion. But everybody, because we're not robots, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, you're, you're human. Yes, yes. And may we never lose our humanity, Sabrina. May we never lose it. Right. But I, in the last year, and, I, you know, I'm a news junkie. Me too. That, well, I hope so, since that's the world you live in. I have a TV in every room of my house. Every I walk in the door, the first thing I do is turn on the TV. Me too. Me too. And literally everywhere. But my first job was at CBS News, believe it or not. Um, was it? Yeah. I was an intern at CBS News in L.A. Wow, I didn't know that. She yes. loved it. She loved I, it. I miss. Then if I'd had the opportunity, I would pivot right back into the news because there's nothing more exciting. There's, you know, it's for those of us that are adrenaline junkies. You know what I always say about my job? I am never bored. No. Even on a day where there's a slow news day, I'm not bored. And I, I, I say all the time I have a front row seat to whatever is happening. And that never gets old to me. It's like a, it's like a, pre, a press pass for life is, is what I have. And every day that there's something different, you know, this is what I love more than anything. You go to bed, the world is one way, and you wake up and it's totally different. Or it can, not always, but it can be totally different. Right. And then I think, God, I get to get, go to work, and it could be for the first time people are hearing it from us for the very first time. That's a huge responsibility. I don't take it lightly. Just this morning, Vernon Jordan passed away. I get a call while I'm on set, guys. I'm on set, my phone rings. And I go, well, this can't be somebody that knows me that's calling me on my phone. I look, it's Michelle Miller, who's a correspondent at our thing. We were in a commercial break and I pick it up and I go, you, you know, I'm on the air right now, right? Because I thought maybe it's a butt dial. Right. And she was calling to say that Vernon Jordan had died, that Vernon Jordan, Jordan's daughter had called her and said, could you please let them know that this has happened? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's just talk about now that was bona fide breaking news. Yes. That was bona fide breaking news. Now, TMZ doesn't always cover. Well, I got to take that back. TMZ actually does cover breaking news. We first saw Lady Gaga's, you know, the terrible thing that happened to the dog walker. Oh. That's where Harvey strikes again. Harvey strikes again. I, I always laugh that people always say, you know, I'm like, TMZ is fairly accurate, which is a whole separate discussion for us news junkies. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say. Melissa, they kind of are. They kind of are, but my, they you know, are. you, you yeah. made a great point, which I always talk about, which is you have a, you know, journalists have a front row seat to history. Yes. And it's, it's, it's such a lucky thing, but to go back a little bit more just to you, because your career is fascinating in 2018, which seems like a million years ago, you were inducted already 
into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. When you look back, was that, I mean, my mom always used to look back and say, stop calling me a legend. I'm still here. Yes. Well, I, I, I am not a legend. I feel I have so much, I feel I, I'm not in a legend category. When I think of legends, I think of Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm. I think of Barbara Walters. I think of Diane Sawyer. And it's not age so much as their, their body of work is, woo. So I, I still feel I have a long way to go to be a legend. That's, that said, I realize I've had a great career. I think I've done very well in my career. And I feel very honored and humbled that people think that it's worthy of being acknowledged. So, you know, somebody said, you know, you know, people will write me and say, I want to do what you do. I want to be just like you. And I say, nope, you want to be better than me. You want to be better than me. That's very humble. Very humble. But I mean it though, Sabrina. I'm not, it's, no, it's not false modesty. I really do mean but that. I, I still, you know, sometimes get taken aback when somebody meets me and they're like nervous. Like, what are you nervous about? <laughs> that's still funny to me. Right. It's like when people come up to me and call me Ms. Rivers, I'm like, no, no, that was my mother. Yes. You know, that was, that's not me. I'm Melissa. Yes. That was my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Where did it all start? Did you grow up wanting to be a journalist? What was, no. and what was the first actual real job? Not even if it's not in journalism. Yeah. That's not in journalism. Or either. What was your very first job? Uh, my first job was, you know, I was, uh, I worked at Foster's Freeze behind the cash register, taking your burger order. Yeah, I worked at, I worked at uh, Camp Beverly Hills folding t-shirts. Yeah, I, I did that. I was a volunteer candy striper and got fired from that job as a volunteer how, candy striper. How do you do that, Gail? How do you get, I know, Sabrina, how do you get fired from a volunteer <laughs> job? You get to wear all those cute little outfits. How yeah. did you yeah, get fired yeah, from that? Yeah, the red and white stripe and you yes. had a little bitty hat. Yes, I love how, it. Yeah, I how do you get fired as a volunteer? What did you do? Because, you know, my job was to take the patients their tray of food um, and if they needed an errand from the gift shop to go to the gift shop. So, you know, I was delivering the tray, my friend and I, and this elderly woman said, could you girls please help me? You know, I haven't had a bath in four days. Could you please, could you please help me in the tub? And she was pleading. She was pleading, you know, please help me. You know, I just feel that. So we ran the bath water. We helped her get undressed. We're putting her in the tub and the nurse comes in and says, what are you doing? She's not supposed to be bathed. There's a reason for that. I mean, you know, it, it, this is the thing. It never even occurred to me to go ask somebody, is that okay? Mm-hmm. The woman was pleading so valiantly. I just thought, well, we got to help her. We got to right. help her. Yeah, your compassion well, kicked in. So yeah, yeah. All, sens- all sensibility kind of went out the window. <laughs> so let's just say we were called into the office and we were- uh, we Turn were in your badge. Our, our services were no longer needed. <laughs> oh. When did you- pivot into journalism because no one takes us very few people end up in their careers by taking a straight line you know no, everybody no. goes different directions and that's what I love about what we do if you talk to a doctor a lawyer you you know they take this class they get this degree they go to this residency they go to they take their LSATs you'll talk to 10 different people in this business and get 10 totally different answers But, you know, I was working part-time at a camera store, which is next to a TV station in D.C. And unbeknownst to me, one of the muckety-mucks, one of the guys that came in there was a muckety-muck at the station. I was a girl behind the counter. Let's see if you got, Melissa, I don't know if you remember this, Sabrina, you too. When you used to say, you drop off your roll of film and say, do you want glossy or matte? 
Do you want doubles or singles? Anybody oh, remember that? Yes. I do. Yes, we do. <laughs> so do I remember the drive through ones. Yes. Yes. I was that girl taking your order name, please. Da, 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 da. And the guy said, Richie Adams, I still remember him to this day. He says, you know, you've got such a great personality, great voice. Have you ever thought about television? No, actually, I haven't. And he said, well, we have an um, entry-level position. Would you be interested? And my first question was, well, do I have to work weekends? <laughs> Which is not the right answer when someone is like handing you a gift. It was innocent. <laughs> he said, well, I mean, I just never thought about it. I had no interest. Mm -hmm. He said, well, I'm surprised by your question. But to be honest, no, you don't have to work weekends. You do have to work nights. Would that work for you? I go, well, yes, actually, that could work. Because I get out of class at three. I went to the, the newsroom in this entry-level production assistant position. And I was hooked from the moment I walked in. I went, whoa, there was a breaking news story. The people who I'd seen on TV were running around talking. It, you know, it's so interesting when you see, when you watch somebody on TV and then you see them in person it, it, for that moment, you're like, wow, there's JC Hayward. Wow. There's Bruce Johnson. Wow. You know, so then I was fascinated by how they were all scrambling to get the news on the air. I was hooked from then on. And I thought, how do I get to do this? And that's where it started for me. Yeah. I always say anyone in the news is pretty much an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. 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 You know what, Gil, you've, you've had some huge, huge interviews. How do you do that? What's the process? You know, people think it's just so easy sometimes because they see you do it so effortlessly, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we have a whole booking team that's working nonstop, you know, push comes to shove. I'll get on the phone myself right now. I'm trying to get Lady Gaga's talk walk. I really, yes. want, I really want to talk to Ryan. It, it so bugged me that, you know, people were just calling him Lady Gaga's dog walker. He has a name and this guy almost died. He yeah. almost did. died. Yes, he did. Um, anyway. So, you know, I know the booking team has been working and sometimes they'll say, would you get on the phone and call someone, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm willing to do that depending on what it is. But, you know, I think if you'll just say, look, I'm really interested, I really want to do the story. And then I really do prepare, Sabrina, I prepare a lot. If somebody has a book, I've read the book. If somebody has a movie, I've looked at the movie. And even though the producers give us great notes and because they have read the book, I'm always looking, guys, for that little nugget. Just that sure, nugget sure. That wouldn't sure. be in a note. Like, for instance, one day somebody, I, I, I wish I could remember who it was because I love the story. Uh, I'd gotten their book and I said, God, I read that you, when your wife was giving birth, you were listening to Bruce Springsteen. What Bruce Springsteen song was it? He goes, whoa, you really read the book. Now, that wouldn't be on a producer's note. No. It's not a big deal, but I'm always looking for the little, little, little thing of humanity about that tells you something about somebody. Right. right. I, I remember doing when I was on my book tour for the book I wrote right after my mom passed. Well, not right after, after my mom passed, Book of yeah. Joan. And it had a very funny dedication. And I always knew someone would understand yeah. the book if they brought up the dedication because it was funny. It was, you know, yeah. for my mother who I miss every day. And for my father, who as of last September uh, is no longer resting in peace. Oh, <laughs> Only you could make that joke. Exactly. <laughs> but that's how I always knew. But it's interesting because there you people don't understand, like, you do have to go after the big stories. I remember being bomba bombarded with flowers 
people trying to get the first interview and, and all those things. And Melissa, Melissa, good question. How did that make you feel? Because they always say, do you want to send flowers? I go, I, I hate doing that. I, I just feel that. So listen, if you guys want to send flowers and say from CBS, I don't want a thing about Gail. Uh, that always makes me extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I hate the let's send flowers in a fruit basket and a this and a that. Just, just, just write a note and say, this is why we're calling. It's like, it's like when someone calls you who you haven't heard from in a long time and they said, Hey, just want to call to say, Hey, and then, uh, you know, what's coming. 20 minutes in, it's right. like, oh, by the way, da, by da, da. The way. I would I, have much rather they just said, you know, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I'm calling you because da-da. And oh, by the way, how are you? Right. Yeah. That's very much how, how we operate. However, <laughs> as I look in your background and see an orchid and some yellow flowers, girl never minds getting pretty flowers. My favorite color. Yellow. Well, somebody sent those because I had done something for them. So they right. were just saying thank you. Yeah, which is different, but I always appreciate the note. It also establishes a level of trust. So so do you appreciate when you got flowers and things? Did you I always wonder when someone is in that position, did you appreciate when someone sent flowers while they're asking you for something? Um, I appreciate the flowers after. Mm-hmm. more but you know like i said i'm a cheap date i'm a total cheap <laughs> whore you know i never turn down flowers and better yet use my florist so i can use it as a credit yeah. so when i want flowers i can just call and have the credit you're a cheap date okay how old I am, is your son how old is your son cooper how old is he do you want me to ruin your day i'm curious cuz i just remember when he was born 20 wow. yes wow. and he's such a he's such a handsome young man I'm sure. I remember him as a little boy. I 20. Sophomore in college. Your mother had a very different personality whenever she was talking about him. It was, oh, yes. Oh, she, yes. She was clearly, I, I look forward to the day that I can be a grandmother. I, I look forward to that. But she, her whole personality would change when she mm-hmm. was talking about him. It was, but you, your daughter just got married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm psyched. I'm okay. really psyched. Now, but go ahead. We digress. Go ahead. No, but okay. I do have to ask this because- you know, I have known you for a long time and having had a strong mother with a big personality and Cooper is sort of uh, to this too. And I remember, were you a hands-off wedding planner or did you, would your daughter have the same answer? Well, COVID changed everything. Right. Because I was always saying, we got to go shopping. We got to get the dress. We got to find the this. We got, and she would say, mom, relax. I just want to wait. I want to figure this out. I want some time to enjoy my engagement. But because of COVID, we never could go into full throttle planning. I mean, her wedding that, that she had was in, we did it put it together in five days, picked over dresses on a Zoom. It was in Oprah's Rose Garden with six, a total of six people. So it wasn't the wedding that we had dreamed of. We, I know. Hey, Lizzie, right. we'll see. Okay. By the way, okay. that, okay. that answers my question. Because that, that answers, came that out. answers the question. What we dreamed of. But was, <laughs> <laughs> I know I have to catch myself. That's why before she got married, I was collecting baby names. And she goes, Mom, oh. my room is empty. Just we used to, I go, Kirby, I just got this name. What do you think about this? She said, listen, my womb is empty. Stop doing this. So to, in answer to your question, we did an article in uh, oh, the Oprah magazine years ago about helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. And I said to favorite daughter, Kirby, and favorite son, Will, 
do you guys think I was a helicopter parent? And Will goes, what did Kirby say? <laughs> and Kirby said, what did Will say? And I go, no, I'm serious. Do you guys think I was? And Kirby goes, I hear choppers. So, Melissa, to answer your question, I don't think I was a helicopter parent. But the the fact that you said we about the wedding, yes. By the way, you can't dig your way out of that one. And by the way, one helicopter parent recognizes another <laughs> helicopter parent, Melissa. Uh, by the way, and my mother, who was the end, is the next thing is, are you going to be a good mother in law? My mother was a very good mother in law, but as a grandparent, I think her entire reason for being was to undermine any and all authority I had. <laughs> so you've got that in your future. I'd like to think I'm going to be a good mother-in-law. It's all still new to me, but I'd like to be. I mean, I've already said, Kirby, when the time comes and you have a baby, will I be able to go in the delivery room? She goes, I don't know, mom, we'll talk about it, which is probably her way of saying no. I go, well, we could ask Virgil if it's okay, but I really want to be in the delivery room. So whatever they decide, that's what I'll go along with, but I sure would like to be there. Yeah, I'm going to say you you and, and some other very strong women, like my mother. Um, was your mother there in the delivery room with you? Of oh course she was. I didn't was have a leave? choice. Oh, yes. She was already planning the brisk. Okay, okay, Melissa. Melissa, wait. <laughs> Did you want her in the delivery room? Um, yes, but yeah. what happened was we had all fallen asleep after I got the epidural, and the nurse checked me and said, oh, it's baby time. And I was like, you know, everyone needed to wake up. And my mom got a little, you know, as as you will too at the time, you get a little <laughs> frantic because it's your child. Yeah. And somehow, yes. I don't know how, but my mother got behind the bed. Yes, she was. Over my shoulder what? and in between like all the equipment. <laughs> and I have no idea to this day. How she got there, all I know is she's like, I have to use the restroom, ran into the bathroom. By the time she came out, the entire room had been rearranged, and I do not know how she wedged herself behind my bed in the wall. <laughs> and, and by the way, Gail, we had yes. to make her put the catcher's mitt away. <laughs> so, and don't listen to Sabrina, who was outside the door with a friend of mine and making so much noise, they had to go out and ask them to please be quiet. <laughs> but, okay, we're all off track. But this is okay. why I love you is people don't get – how warm you are, but <laughs> I, you've gotten some huge, huge interviews. Um, what were, what was your favorite? Um, God, I, one of the ones that touched me the most was the um, boyfriend of Brianna Taylor. We got the first interview with him Ooh. and I just wanted to scoop him up guys. Cause he was just so broken. And so, you know, you look at the videotape of what happened to him. I'll never forget sitting and talking to him that had to be uh, so painful mm -hmm. because you know it, the, the story was so maddening and so sad that he lost his his fiance they were planning to get married and have a baby that way and just the enormity of what happened to him he was so broken i'll never forget him I'll what was the worst we all seem to remember the worst like to, to this day i can tell you who i dreaded talking to the most on the red carpet it's always one name. Like I, 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 someone says Tommy Lee Jones and I just automatically start to quiver. Really? Oh my God. Did you have a bad experience with him? Multiple. He oh, hated wow. being on the red carpet. So if I always felt like he was going to make the rest of us suffer as well. And I came in very like, I'm going to have a different experience. We both went yeah. to Ivy league schools. We both are into horses. We're going to bond. 
oh my God, never happened. So that's what I'm saying is I always remember the worst. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? uh, You know, you're on the red carpeted celebratory. So people just engage for the five minute exchange that we're going to have there. Mm -hmm. He didn't get the memo. Promote your movie or whatever the hell you're you're here to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to... And say, God, you look nice, you know. Right. He didn't get that memo. So who who was the one that you walked out going, oh, shit, that was rough? Well, my worst my worst interview definitely stands out is uh, um, Frank Zappa, who's no longer with us. And, and I asked him, you know, he has a child named Dweezil and one named Moon Unit. Mm-hmm. Not kind to do to your children. In my mind, those are unusual names. Yes, they are. So I asked him, you know, your children's names are Dweezil and Moon Unit. Um, You know, is there a story behind those names? Did you, you know, where, where, where did they come from that, that they, where did you and your wife come up with the name Dweezil? He goes, their names, just like the name Gail. Do you have any better questions? And I was like, whoa. Okay. I mean, and and he's acting like that that was a stupid question. Then I saw interviews later where he has a whole big story about Dweezil and Moon Unit. Because some probably probably said to him, she didn't mean anything by it. It was a general question. And, and I really question. didn't. I was very curious. But he just, for whatever reason, he didn't feel like playing that day. He just didn't feel like playing. Right. right. And some well, days it's like that. Keep your ass at home then. Keep your ass at yeah. home. Because you know, you know you're coming for an interview. Right. So, right. By the way, right. and I always say to people, we all we both have a job and we both need each other. Sure. <laughs> It's very symbiotic. But, you know, you always ask exactly, and and it is a skill, and a lot of people don't have it, to ask what we are actually thinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like my mom always used to say, and I always used to say, what we're saying is not, is exactly the same thing that everybody is saying sitting on their couches. Sure. We're just daring to ask. And one of my favorite moments was when you called R. Kelly out and was like, Really? (laughs) <laughs> You're expecting me to, you know, I'm paraphrasing. You said it much more eloquently. Basically, the, the subtext was, you're expecting me to buy this load of shit? Yeah. You handled it so well, Gil, because I got to tell you, I was afraid for you. I was like, yeah. I literally was rolling up my sleeves and taking off my earrings. Like, I'm going to have to jump through this TV yeah. on this pool. Like, oh, it's going to be like that. Okay, let's go. Right. Yeah. Right. But it but, was. But I, I was, didn't feel that. Sabrina, I did not feel he was going to hurt me. I just oh. felt that the way he was flailing around, I thought he could accidentally hurt me. And I was worried about that. But the way he was yelling and screaming and the spit was flying everywhere. And all I could think was a, a thing of spit landed right here. And I thought, don't make any sudden moves. Because <laughs> I'd seen interviews with him. And when he gets angry, he gets up and walks out. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with my little card thinking, God, I got some more questions. So if I just sit here and look at him, look at the land, look at him, look at the chair, that he'll eventually see, uh, he'll calm down and he'll eventually sit back down, which is what he did. Right. You know, the next day I called guys to check on him and his team said, you know, how is he doing? Because this thing is really blowing up. Da, 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 da. And he said, um, no, he wants to thank you for giving him the platform because people got to see his passion and his pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even upset with me. He wasn't even upset with me. Well, that's probably what ended up you discern that in the room that it wasn't about you it was about the situation what he was going through and that was all the passion and the pain you know combined that we were seeing firsthand 
And Sabrina, I'm never trying to make it about me when you said, you know, you're giving them the platform. I'm giving you the platform to tell your story. But that that documentary was very damning, that Surviving R. Kelly. Yes, it was. That was the first time that he had done an interview after right. that documentary. So we had a lot of pent-up stuff we wanted to talk about. But mm-hmm. also being a producer, you do at that moment sit back and say, let them go, because this is great TV. Yeah. But, but you know what? It's funny. When I got off the air, somebody said, oh, my God, you know, we're going to release that tonight. Maybe it's a prime time. So I go, no, it's not. I mean, in that moment, I didn't really realize, honest to God, until I saw the picture, mm-hmm. until I saw the picture when I sitting there looking like a sphinx, which my makeup guy took, you know, I, I didn't even I didn't feel that in that moment. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I just thought I just want him to calm back, calm down and sit back down. I mm-hmm. honestly didn't think let him go. I just thought work this out. But I didn't think this is great TV because I'm telling you, Melissa, I saw a guy who was falling apart. Right. Right. I thought he was really people said, oh, he's faking. He was not faking. So no. I was thinking this is a moment. I thought, oh, my God, he's falling apart. Right. So I wasn't thinking this is let it go. I, I honestly didn't think that. Well, you're a you're a better person than me. <laughs> I mean, going back to the fact that I admit I'm a cheap whore. <laughs> well, you know what, too? You guys have to think about it. The way it was the way Gail handled it. it yeah. Was, she had such compassion for him. You know, he was probably very grateful. Also, you were um, you're very nurturing, too, about it because you I realized. Know, but it was also, you know. Robert, these these allegations are bad. Bad, right. You kept it real with him. These women are very, very believable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very believable. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and then you find out he's hanging out in front of the high school. Right. Yeah. Like um, that that's yeah, red flags all over the the place. Right, absolutely. Well, you know, Gil, you we've just wrapped Black History Month and I and And are in women women his women yeah. Month. international yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. And you um, check and you a lot of boxes between Black History Month and Women's Month. I know, but somebody mm-hmm. tell me, why does Black History Month have to be the shortest month of the year? Well, why excuse me. That's Black- why we're, we're extending it through you in this interview. <laughs> Thank you very much. And you know what? I think Black History is American history. There are so I many stories that people don't know. Black people, myself included. And it should just be, people should know the contributions that Black Americans have made to this country. And well, so being a history major... You know, yeah, you would I'm, know. I'm very aware. Don't know. Myself right. included. I'll hear a story and I go, God, I had no idea about that. You know, it, it should be part of American history for everybody. It's for our everybody. history. Right. It's America yeah. history. Absolutely. Right. What, I, what I find fascinating between adults and someone like my son who loves history, um, even though I was a history major and even though those were always favorite classes, he refuses to be a history major because that's what I was. I still can't get over he's 20. I just I'm, but go ahead. I just you, can't remember that. People remember me pregnant on the red carpet and they go, yeah. oh, how old is he? And I go, 20. And you just see, especially with women, the color drain out of their oh, face. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, yes, you need to be using an under eye cream now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I have some, I have one. He, oh, we all do. He, uh, <laughs> he doesn't see a distinction in the two histories. Good. Now, granted, he went to very liberal schools and grew up in a very, you know, open household. That's good. You raised him right then, Melissa. You it was a village. Right. He's not scared of me. He's scared of his his auntie. Oh, good. good She's good. the one that has to drop the hammer. 
It's hilarious. <laughs> we had a big argument, sure. and he goes, don't tell Sabrina what I did. <laughs> so when he snuck off to go see his girlfriend during COVID and did not share that information with me. Yes. That's and the, the, the yeah. answer is, was like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, because I knew you'd say no. I know. Yes. Well, well, that's. That should tell you something. Yeah. Yes. She yeah. asked me the same question. Why didn't he tell me? I said, because he's a young adult. Right. 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 I knew you'd say no. I'm like, well, you do know me. And they should take that. I knew you'd say no as maybe I shouldn't do it. You know, but they, well, don't. <laughs> they don't. Well, he's, as we say, a young man. So go. we know he does not have that thought process. Yeah, I got you. Most men never get that thought process. It's always <laughs> easier to... I always ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Um, there's so much I want to ask you, but I think one of the things that struck me recently was your interview with Chris Rock. And and tell me if I'm wrong, but, you know, he, he, he made a play for you. He pointed out all the things you have. And I'm not saying I that I think you should run off with him, but I think there's worse opportunities. No, I think Chris and I would be great hanging buddies. That's what I think. I mean, oh, I, really I don't like, know. No, I, I see. I see a hot. I mean, I already came up with your, you know, your Hollywood what, name. What, you what know? is it? Rocking. Oh, oh look at her. Look I already came her. up with your That's couple good. name. You Check are out Rocking. child. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually going to tell him that. I'm actually going to say, guess what? I was doing an interview today and Melissa Rivers said she's coming. If we were a couple... That our, our our celebrity name would be Rocking. That's pretty good, right? Yes, yes, that. that's yes, pretty good. Yes, but, but I did have a great interview with him, and it was yeah. a give and take. I mean, I think he was extremely candid about how he's feeling about himself, about life, about past mistakes, and it was he wouldn't let us in the house, though, guys, because of COVID. We had to sit out on the on the patio and freeze. We were like human popsicles, which I totally get. I get it. But it was a really good conversation, and yeah. we had great chemistry. And you know, I've known him a long time, so it was really good chemistry. But not like that, not like that. But we had a good time. I think you're wrong. I think we're <laughs> see. I think we are as see more of the chemistry than perhaps you do. Oh We'd be my. good traveling partners, that's for sure. But you love to travel, and you post about it quite about what's your what was your favorite place in the world to see and what's the place you want to your bucket list place want to get to i really love warm pretty lush places i yes, love a great hotel too. where you can order room service my idea of a great vacation is where you go to a warm pretty place and do nothing but sit by the pool and look at people and not have to put on makeup and not have to put on an eyelash or melissa walk in a high heel yeah, that so, part. Yes. Where you've never put on makeup. That's my idea of a great vacation. You know, I've never been to Machu Picchu. I keep hearing that that's great. And um, I haven't been to Brazil, the Rio, Rio de Janeiro, that kind of thing. I'd like to do that. Oh, and after watching Crazy Rich Asians, I really want to go to Singapore. Yes. <laughs> I, I just really want to go to one of those parties. I really want to go there. Gail, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. Thank you, guys. You are exceptional. Yes, you are. Thank you both. Thank yes, you, you thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.